What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Mindset Marinade. I'm your host, Anthony Braun. Today, we're going to talk about how to achieve your 10-year plan within the next six months. But before we do, thanks for being here. If you find value in this episode, please share it with somebody you love. So how do we accomplish our 10-year plan within the next six months? If this concept is new to you, it's probably a doozy. The natural inclination of people. Because most people are logical and linear, and they see that a goal is going to take a long amount of time. They see that a goal like earning a million dollars is going to take somewhere around 10 years, 15 years, maybe 20 years to accomplish, or maybe their entire life. But when you start thinking in terms of how can I accomplish my 10-year goal within the next six months, what you're really doing is you're asking a question based on relativity. So time relativity actually is this idea that we experience time different. So each of us has our own experience of time. That means that your time is relatively different than my time. So one hour of my time is drastically different than one hour of your time. But time itself equals distance traveled. So when Einstein was talking about his theory of relativity, he was talking about how fast objects move in space. And depending on how fast those objects move in space, in relativity to other objects moving in space, so me versus you, that's what determines the time or the accomplishment that is that we're able to extrapolate from that time. So depending on your current velocity and your current strategies and the current tactics that you're deploying, that determines your trajectory, where you're going to land, let's say five years from now or 10 years from now. But if you can start to think in terms of how could I actually expedite this time how could I make it more effective? How could I make my habits more efficient so that when this time elapses, it actually lands me on a way better trajectory than I had previously? And so what you're going to ask yourself is, what if I found my wormhole? Because you have this goal, and this goal is, and it's a vague abstraction that's suspended out there somewhere in space and time. But what needs to happen is that your energy, your emotion, and who you are right now needs to start moving toward the thing that you want. So you have to, you have to be able to find yourself now, start with the resources you have now, and start deploying strategies and tactics and techniques now to help you land at the goal if that makes sense. So to do that, we have to talk about the economic theory called Parkinson's Law. So when you work 40 hours, for example, you can accomplish a certain amount of things. You're working in a time economy. But if you can switch to an, an accomplishments economy and you can start focusing on what, what are the actual accomplishments that I need and how can I sort of expedite these accomplishments so that I can achieve more of them? 
you're going to have better use of your time and your trajectory is going to change because you're no longer being reactive to the day. You're no longer reacting to the world around you. You're being proactive. You're going towards accomplishments that are very specific in your niche. You've probably experienced in school a time where you had an assignment due or you had to write an essay. And if you procrastinated on that thing, if let's say that you had two weeks to write this essay, but you waited until the night before, and then you, the night before, you cranked out your essay, you basically worked in Parkinson's Law because you shrunk down the timeline, you contracted it and said, I'm going to write my entire paper uh, the night before. But you can do this on the front end too. In fact, I used to do this all the time for my college work. So when I was in the university, I used to always take my classes, break them down into what I needed to accomplish, and then I would accomplish everything that I would need to accomplish within that semester, for example, and I would I would be like two months ahead or three months ahead, or I'd be all the way done with a semester, and it's like week one because I was a super nerd about what can I accomplish? How could I actually take this entire class, boil it down into one week's worth of work and accomplish my goal. And then the rest of it is just showing up to class. I'm way ahead of everybody. I'm more proactive than everybody. I'm crushing it. I'm getting a 4.0. I'm killing it. So if you've contracted your work down into a small bite-sized element, it means that you're working in Parkinson's Law. Now I did the same thing when I went and earned my project management professional certification. I was the youngest person on the planet to earn this certification. But what I did was I took the work, they said, hey, it's going to take six months to study for this. And I said, that's unacceptable. I'm giving myself 30 days. And I bought the certification, I bought the class time, and I bought the exam time 30 days out. And then I spent 30 days focusing deeply on project management, learning the whole PMBOK, the project management body of knowledge, and I went and took the test. But what I did was contract my study time from six months or nine months into a digestible 30-day workload. I did a similar thing when I wrote my first novel. This was a couple of years ago. I was going to school, I was working full-time, and I started writing. I did the whole NaNoWriMo thing. If you haven't heard of NaNoWriMo, it's basically where you distill your entire writing process into one month's worth of work. So I wrote an entire novel, 60,000 words in 30 days. I boiled it down to what, are, what do I actually need to accomplish? And then when I accomplished those things, a daily word count, that thing compounded. After 30 days, I had 60,000 words. I had an entire novel that I called The Mark of the Beast. Now, it was garbage. It was absolutely trash. But the point is, is that I took an impossible task, what I considered an impossible task at the time, and I took it and I boiled it down to, what do I need to actually achieve today? Okay, if I write 2,000 words today and I do that for the next 30 days and every single day I repeat that, of 60,000 words in a novel. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to take your goal, you're going to want to reduce the timeline, so figure out your 10-year goal, 
reduce the timeline into six months, just a theoretical timeline. What if, what if I only had six months to live and I wanted to accomplish this 10 year goal and I only have six months? Because when you increase the speed of your failure and you just decide, you know what? I'm gonna blunder through this. I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna increase the speed of my failure because by doing that, I increase the speed of my learning and I reduce the learning curve. It becomes easier. You learn, you get better. Other things that you can do include uh, mentors and masters and coaches. There's a reason that an Olympic athlete has 27 coaches. They have stretching coaches. They have nutrition coaches. They have coaches for every part of their form. They have coaches for every part of the process. Each coach is dedicated to a little niche, all dedicated to getting this athlete to peak performance. And so anytime you can one, take your 10 year timeline into six months, and then you can find mentors and masters that can help you refine the process even more, you're gonna expedite your growth. You're gonna get better. And one way to think about this going back to relativity is actually thinking about what does one hour of your time mean in comparison to a master? So for example, if you're a writer, what can Stephen King accomplish in terms of writing with one hour versus what I can accomplish in one hour? If you're in sales, what can you actually accomplish in terms of sales versus what Grant Cardone could produce in one hour? The output is drastically different. Uh, if you're in recording or if you're in the music industry, what does one hour of your recording equate to versus one hour of recording for uh, Justin Bieber, for example? If you're in stocks or investing, what does one hour of your stock and investing research look like in comparison to somebody like Warren Buffett? Drastically different. And that's what I mean when I'm talking about relativity. Time relativity. Because you have certain goals in your life and there are people that are already accomplishing those goals. And so if you can find those people and you can start to reverse engineer the process and you can start to think about who's my future self, what's my target, what's the aim, where do I need to be, you start entering into a conversation with yourself to say, well, how, how could we make it possible? Because some people can make $1 million in one hour versus some other people who are going to take 60 years maybe to accomplish that goal or an entire lifetime. And some people still are not going to accomplish those goals after having lived an entire lifetime. But if you can start tapping into processes and start thinking about how could I actually con uh, contract my time? How could I make it more valuable? How could I get better habits? How could I get better return on investments from my life so that 10 years from now, well, or rather, six months from now, I'm living my 10-year goal. Because I'll tell you, because I'll tell you that this is actually going to cause some friction in your life. You're going to see resistance. You're going to, you have to face parts of yourself that say that's impossible. You're going to face the parts of you that have a fixed mindset that say, nope, it can't happen for me. Oh, it might be happening for uh, Stephen King or Grant Cardone or Warren Buffett, but it's not happening for me. 
Those are assumptions that you have. They're opinions that you have. They're beliefs that you have. They're self-limiting opinions and beliefs. They're barriers to your growth and to the consciousness that you could have if you could break those barriers down. And you're going to want to start to break those barriers down. You're going to want to start creating radical change in your life. You're going to want to start thinking outside of the box and becoming unreasonable and expediting your processes and becoming faster in failing and faster in learning. That's how you get to your goal. That's how you expedite the 10-year timeline and you compress it down into a six-month timeline. And then you can work on a better timeline. And if you keep doing that, your trajectory keeps changing, your velocity changes, your strategy changes, tactics get better, you accomplish more, you, you experience more flow and more happiness and more excitement in your life. And so when you increase pressure and you increase your learning curve and you increase your expectations and you expedite your growth and you fail forward rapidly, what you're developing is called psychological flexibility. Psychological flexibility in a nutshell means that you increase your ability to adapt, to overcome, to be resilient. And simultaneously, you increase your hope. And so when you increase your hope and you increase your learning and you keep contracting it down into what could I actually accomplish if I only had six months to live but I want to accomplish this 10-month plan. How could I do it? And don't buy into the emotion that it's impossible. Buy into the results. Buy into the accomplishments. Buy into the solutions. Don't just have a problem. Solve the problem. So when you create constant change in your life, and you renew your energy, and you radically alter the patterns around you, what you experience, and you get outside of your comfort zone, you start to deal with some of your assumptions and you can learn to break them down and then you can cause death to those certain parts of you that think that you can't accomplish your goals. You start to break away from the particles of debris that are your fixed mindset. Everything that's logical and linear. You do some emotional purging and you get better. So if you're doing art, do a lot of art. Expedite the learning curve. Try to create a a portfolio of 100 pieces. Try to get to 1,000 pieces. You're going to get better. If you're publishing, write a bunch of books. Throw them out there. Market it. Advertise it. Figure out the processes that can get you to publishing better books. Find mentors. Find coaches. Find seminars. In podcasting, for me, I'm going through this. I have to develop a lot of content. I got to create a lot of value. People have to be convinced of my value. But if I keep doing that and I keep sharing it and I keep being very proactive about the process and I keep taking it the my episodes to people and they say, "Yeah, that was valuable." I create value. They share it. You share my work, which I'm very appreciative of by the way. But when you commit to your goal, unequivocally and you say no matter what this is my 10-year plan I want to get it down into six months how do we do that and you commit entirely to it you're willing to take alternative methods you're willing to go down alternative paths you're willing to get better 
So I'll ask you, how can you achieve your 10-year plan within the next six months? I invite you to start thinking about that, to develop a plan for that, start chipping away at your fixed mindset about that. Just develop it as if it were a conversation with yourself. What if I were willing to do whatever it takes to accomplish this goal? That's what I got for you today. Thanks for joining me today on Mindset Marinade. If you found value here, 